Welcome to The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you answer the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncie, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. And I've served on fiduciary boards for industry, academic, and youth-serving organizations. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. In the previous series of episodes, we discussed the five essential elements of strategy and the requirements for effective strategy development and implementation. Today, we begin a new series of episodes on common misunderstandings of strategy. Since we've defined strategy, it might seem as though we don't need to spend time talking about what is not strategy. But organizations very often confuse real strategy development with activities that leaders typically find more comfortable and whose results feel safe and almost guaranteed. Planning is the most common substitute for strategy. It's not difficult to understand why planning is confused with strategy, because the two share important qualities. Each explains what our organization will do, who will do it, and when and how. They're both necessary if we're going to approach our work with clarity and discipline, and to know whether we've accomplished our goals. The crucial difference is that planning doesn't question the assumptions on which the organization is based. Planning can take place only after fundamental questions have been debated and answered. The answers to those questions allow us to integrate our organization's activities because they tell us how our activities should be connected. If we skip the step of questioning our assumptions, the projects we lay out in our plans which may be worthwhile in themselves, will be a collection of parts rather than a mutually reinforcing whole. Imagine a group of carpenters, plumbers, masons, and others constructing a building without anyone having clearly decided whom or what the building is for. They can plan all they want and work furiously, but the result isn't likely to be useful. We can also see the difference between strategy and planning in one of the most common techniques organizations use to start their planning, the SWOT analysis, the discussion of an organization's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. SWOT analyses very rarely lead to any great progress in an organization's development, because what counts as a strength, weakness, opportunity, or threat depends on what market or community an organization has decided to serve and what needs of that market or community it has decided to address. In other words, the usefulness of a SWOT analysis depends on prior decisions that SWOT analyses can't help us make. Another reason organizations mistake planning for strategy is that genuine strategic choices appear to limit our options. They entail choosing what not to do as much as choosing what to do. Planning a range of initiatives appears to give an organization more agility and flexibility, the chance to experiment and see which are the most promising opportunities. But contrary to appearances, it's this view that limits an organization's options. It is questioning assumptions during our strategy development 
that should lead us to consider a range of alternatives and conduct experiments to see which is likely to be the most successful. If we wait to conduct experiments until we're implementing a plan, that is, until we've allocated our personnel and budget, the investment required for experiments will be far greater and will deplete the time and resources available for the most promising opportunities. Anyone who has worked with me or who listens to this podcast consistently will notice that I almost never use the term strategic planning. The reason is that the term either reinforces the belief that strategy is fundamentally about planning, or it's redundant. Any plan should be strategic, because if it doesn't put the organization's strategy into action, there's no good reason for it. Strategy and planning complement each other. There's nothing to plan if you don't have a strategy, and a strategy won't put itself into action. But treating them as interchangeable will prevent us from getting the benefit of either. My suggestion for today is, think about how your organization structures its planning. Does it place answering fundamental questions squarely ahead of implementing specific projects? Another very common substitute for strategy is operational effectiveness, and this will be our topic next time. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person and share it on social media. And don't forget to subscribe yourself if you haven't already. If you'd like to receive my free twice-monthly email, which includes show notes and a summary of an important article on strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember that being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncy. Talk to you next time.